I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com, and I am here with Jeff Reed from State Nation, which is the 24-7 site for Arkansas State. What is it? I, I can't even remember the game time, Jeff. That's how wild it's been. So what is it, 6.30? Well, we're, we're, our game times are different because we've got a two-hour <laughs> time zone difference. But it's yeah. 3.30 here, so you do the math. You know, kickoff at Husky Stadium. And for those from Arkansas State coming into the Husky Stadium, the weather's not going to be great. Bring your rain gear, bundle up. It's going to be wild in Husky Stadium. But uh, Jeff, tell me, give me a little bit of an overview with uh, Butch Jones at Arkansas State. How has that been with him so far? I, I think it's gone pretty good. Uh, Butch is kind of like uh, uh, you hear the term polar opposites, which is really redundant. But it's, it's 180 degrees from from where we were. Uh, Blake Anderson had a different formula for success. He was more of a I don't really want to call it a players type coach, but I, cause I think the guys really enjoy playing for Butch, but it's, it's a different setting. It's very professional. It's very organized. It's very detailed. And of course, those were things that from the previous administration kind of frustrated some a state fans um, to be honest, but it, it's, it's been a welcome change. It's uh it's, it's almost like, of course, in this part of the country, everything is SEC, SEC, SEC. And it's kind of like Arkansas State is being run like an SEC program. Of course, Butch was at Tennessee, and then he spent three, the last three seasons with uh, Coach Saban down at, down at Alabama. So he he's has a different perspective, you know. But I think at the same time, he was at Central Michigan and he was at Cincinnati. So he knows what it's like on the G5 level, and there aren't quite the resources that uh, that you have at the p5 schools but at the same time i think i think he's been well received i think he's uh he's put a plan in and he's one of these guys that uh, make the plan then do the plan you know type uh philosophy and he's i mean very very detailed oriented you know one of the guys that's showed me a a four-page list of everybody's responsibilities on pre-game day. I mean, it's pretty phenomenal uh, how detailed he is. But it's uh, it's gone well. Uh, they got a big win over Central Arkansas, and and the Memphis game was uh, you were surprised at the end because Memphis dominated so much earlier that Arkansas State had a chance to. Uh, I have obviously it came down to a hail mary, but they still had a chance to win on the last play, and the statistics wound up. The yardage wound up even, so they they've been a good second half and fourth quarter team. You know, with Washington playing Montana in the opening game and Michigan, both those teams wanted to run the football. Doesn't sound like that's what Washington is going to see on Saturday. It, you know, fifty yard line up in the stands. You know, give me an overview. What is this offense going to look like for those who have not seen Arkansas State yet? Well, Jones's philosophy is is run first and, and controlling the line of scrimmage. And but they did a pretty good job against UCA. Uh, they had some issues uh, last week. Uh, Jones kind of cited that the backs kind of missed the hole and misread things. Uh, they played three running backs: uh, Alan Lamar, who's a transfer from from Yale. He's actually a Memphis kid, which Memphis is seventy miles from campus. And then they played a, a, a freshman, redshirt freshman from Memphis, uh, Lincoln Perry. And they also played a uh, transfer from from Iowa State. 
I'm, I went blank on his name. I'm trying to look up here on the road. Johnny Lang <laughs> and uh, Lincoln. I mean, uh, Lincoln Perry was the most productive, and I think you'll probably see him more. Uh, and he, so I think a lot of it, and the fact that he, he's a different type runner, he's more north south, which is something Jones likes. One of the guys kept trying to bounce outside and didn't have the speed to get there. Uh, so I think they want to run. Uh, will they be able to? I don't know. They don't mind using the pass uh, to to open up the run, and they've got some fine receivers, and they've got two quarterbacks who have proven to be very capable. Uh, so we'll just see see what happens there. Have they settled on a quarterback? Or are we going to see two? Here's what my th- this is my thinking. Okay, uh, and I'll give you a little history. Game one, James Blackman, the transfer from Florida State, Florida State got to start. Uh, Offense was kind of somewhat stagnant. He left the game with the 13 to six lead. By ironically, his helmet came off, so they put in Lane Hatcher, who had played a little bit in the first half and was four for four. Uh, Lane has been here three seasons. He's a uh, walk. He was a walk on at Alabama and transferred back. He's an Arkansas kid, and uh, Lane comes in and leads them down to a touchdown and finishes the game. He's 12 for 12 with uh, four touchdowns, and okay. He starts the next week. Uh, he comes in, and the same thing that Blackman seemed to have an issue with, uh, he had an issue with, it was hesitancy, you know, and trying to – waiting too long to throw the ball. Uh, so the offense kind of struggled. They put Blackman in, and Blackman finishes strong, strong throw three touchdown passes and, you know, almost leads a, a miracle comeback victory against Memphis. So my thinking right now is based on what we saw for game two – is Blackman will get to start, and if things are too sluggish, uh, then we'll see Hatcher. Uh, last season, we had the weird situation where the quarterbacks alternated series, which Butch is not that type of guy. He is like uh, – he wants the quarterback to get in there, play some, not be looking over his shoulder, develop a rhythm, and see what happens. But uh, – you could see both. You could just see one. My hunch is that Blackman gets to start, but that's not my decision. And the and the fan favorite is the guy who's not playing, right? Well, <laughs> Isn't that the way it works? I, it usually towards- is. You know, they always say the most popular guy on campus is the number two quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, when you're not winning, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, especially when you're not winning. But uh, I don't know. Blackman showed a lot. He's uh, He's got more mobility than Hatcher. And – I don't know how much – I don't think he ran the ball much at uh, Florida State, but he has – he's had, had a couple – two or three nice runs. He's he's very slender. He's tall, like 6'5", and he, he has a better arm. I mean, he he can he can chunk it a long way. Uh, Hatcher's more of a, a deliberate uh, game manager type that will throw the ball, make the right read where the play is supposed to be. But uh, – uh, now it's kind of I know I, I know a couple of the radio shows have ran polls and most people think that it'd be Blackman getting the start and and I kind of run I lean, lean that way also. It all starts up front with the offensive line. Do they have the guys there that can protect the quarterback? Do they have the guys up there who can open holes for your running backs? Well, they've done a better job, I'll say, pass blocking than they have run running the game, but that that's kind of been the uh, the problem here for the last. Mm, four or five years is establishing a running game. Uh, you know, I know that they want to do that. Uh, they've kind of shifted around some. They had a, a 
offensive tackle in from uh, transferred in from Kentucky, a big guy about six nine that was started, slated to start at right tackle. And then the week of the first game, he enters the transfer portal. So they had to reshuffle their offensive line some. And they probably have two guys who probably should be guards that are playing tackles. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, there's some uh, there, there's some returnees there. Uh, I think three of the guys starting were starters last year. One of them was a starting tackle. Now he's at guard. Uh, it's It's been an issue running the ball. But like I said, Jones has kind of mentioned it. A lot of times it's not necessarily the line's fault. The, the backs have, have made the wrong judgment on where to go with the ball. Uh, now, Lincoln Perry, that got to, uh, had the most success last week, and he did a better job of that. And I really expect Lincoln will probably get uh, uh, more carries this week. I will say this. The best running back, uh, in my opinion, is Marcel Murray. He's a redshirt junior from Georgia that was Sunbelt freshman of the year. And he's kind of been hampered by injuries, and he did not play last week. I think he had an ankle issue. Uh, so he, he's also probably the best combination of speed and power of any of the backs. Uh, he's a probably 205, 210 type guy uh, that has some has some real ability. But like I said, he didn't play last week, so I don't know if he plays this week. But he, So I expect it to be Perry who will probably get the most carries, and they'll try to run it. But uh, we'll see. But they have done a pretty good job of, uh, of protection throwing the ball. Obviously, the passing numbers have been have been pretty phenomenal. Sounds like they do have you uh, do have some weapons out on the outside, wide receivers, some uh, uh, guys that the Washington coach has definitely brought up and are paying attention to. Who are those weapons on the outside? Well, uh, Corey Rucker is a uh, kid from Yazoo County, Mississippi. Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Yazoo County, Mississippi. Yeah. Now, not to be confused with Yazoo City, which I don't know. The former, the famous comedian Jerry Clower. I don't know if you guys, he's probably not real familiar <laughs> in the Northwest, but he's pretty po- He was popular down here. He's been dead a few years. He was from Yazoo City. But he, Corey makes a big issue out of, hey, I'm from Yazoo County, not Yazoo City. Uh, different schools, rivals. Had a, a dynamic game the last game of last season where he set a freshman record, I think, with nine receptions and 310 yards against Louisiana Monroe, uh, scored three touchdowns. And then he came back, and he had a huge game the first one. Probably the most dynamic of the receivers. He's a guy that can catch the ball and 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 has a little wiggle in his woggle that can make you uh, miss. And then there's uh, Travian Hunt. Uh, Travian Hunt, who's a transfer from TCU, he's had he's had two very very solid games, and and Jeff Foreman, uh, who had the monster game last week and had a couple of spectacular catches, uh, including a 89 yard touchdown pass, he's he's had some big games. Four of his last five games have been 100 yard receivings. Uh, those are the those are the three guys who have uh, really. Uh, get most of the playing time. We haven't seen much out of the tight end. They've thrown some too, too but it's mainly, it's mainly been the outside guys who've gotten the, the attention, and they they have produced. Are you more comfortable with Arkansas State running the ball or passing the ball? Well, Lord, I'm an old school guy. I like running <laughs> the football because I, I, I think running the football says a lot of things. You know, it says you, you can line up and try to stop us, but guess what? You can't, you know, and then when you can run it, then you can pass it when you want and but uh, I don't know. We'll see. 
I always say the only thing that matters to me is at the end of the day that you got one more than the other guy, how you get there <laughs> doesn't really matter. You know, just have one more than them. But, uh, but you know, I'd like to see them be able to establish a running game. And I know it's been something that they've talked about, you know, and it's something the previous coaching staff talked about. So we'll just see what happens. Third and eight. How comfortable are you? Well, I tell you what, I, I like Blackman in a third and eight situation because he's a guy that if the play breaks down, you know, he's got he can he can move he can get a first down with his feet. Hatcher has done that. He's just not as likely to have. He just doesn't move as well as Blackman does. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break for the sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to break down the defensive side of the ball. Will Washington be able to stop that run game? They didn't against Michigan. But uh, we'll talk about that defensive side of the ball with Arkansas State when we return. Back in a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. I'm Kim Grenolds of dogman.com with Jeff Reed from the Arkansas State site from the 24 uh, seven state state nation. And it's a one fifteen kickoff for those wondering. And I didn't know at the beginning. I couldn't remember, but one uh, fifteen kickoff at Husky Stadium weather not expected to be great. So bundle up. But Washington wants to definitely run the football. It has not worked well. I still expect Washington to come out and try to pound the ball and uh, just Arkansas State have the guys up front. Do they have the defensive linemen? Do they have that stoutness in the inside uh, of the defensive line to stop the run? Well, we'll see. They they did an outstanding job against Central Arkansas, which is uh, a very successful FCS program. I think they had uh, 40 yards on like 25 carries or something like that. Memphis uh, kind of mashed them up pretty good, but they've got they had like. Jones said it was alignment issues, pre-snap alignment issues, where uh, they popped the line of scrimmage and there was nobody there. So you gave up like a 75 and a 70-yard TD run, and you know those can kind of skew your statistics the wrong way. Uh, I do know late in the game, uh, Memphis was trying to kill time, and, and Arkansas State stopped the run and got a couple of three and outs, which gave them a chance to get back in it. Uh, so I don't know. The alignment issues – were a problem. I'm, I assume Memphis had a big, strong athletic offensive line. I'm sure very similar to what Washington will have. Uh, so I know A State is expecting them to come out and and pound the ball. And if the conditions are like you say, then like what are expected, then the running game will be vital uh, uh, on Saturday. So we'll see what happens. But uh, they've got some. Uh, actually, the defensive line spot, the interior spots, are are where a state actually has a couple of holdovers. Terry Hampton, who's a Arkansas kid, starts at one tackle, tackle, and Vidal Scott, who is from Pensacola, Florida, is the other inside guy. Now they're backed up by a couple of P5 transfers, uh, Quay Mays from West Virginia and John Mincy from from Tennessee. The ends have been very, very good. Uh, Joe Ozugu 
who's from North Texas, uh, a guy that's getting a lot of pro attention. A lot of the pro teams that have been in training camp are keeping an eye on him. The other end is Kevon Bennett, who was uh, at Tennessee. He is the uh, he is the son of uh, Cornelius Bennett, who was the legend at Alabama and Hall of Famer with the Bills. He has been very – both those guys have been very good, very good on the pass rush. Uh, Thurman Gathers, who is uh, whose uncle uh, played with the Saints and around the NFL for a while, is back up in, along with T.W. Ayers, who's one of the more interesting stories uh, in college football. He's a kid from right across the state line in Missouri, came here to walk on. In his career, he has played tight end, a fullback, and has kind of found a home at defensive end and actually had the unique situation last year of scoring a touchdown and having a sack in the same game. Okay, that's pretty. That's uh, that's unusual. I've never heard of that before. That works though. Uh, you're right, but he's uh, but he's really he's still I think kind of a he's just a big strong kid, you know, and he's uh, he's a grinder. Uh, came here to walk on, earned a scholarship, and he's uh, he's well known because he wears his hair in a mullet, you know. <laughs> Not many of those around anymore, thank God. But uh, but T.W. still does, and that that's those are the inside guys. I don't know how the the linebackers are uh, haven't really been. They actually haven't made a whole lot of tackles. So you wonder uh, about uh, how quality they are. But Jones said the problem was mainly was, was the alignment issues. It caused the problems against Memphis. A few times they weren't able to get off off blocks to make plays, but mainly it was more alignment. You know, Washington, you know, when they do pass the ball, Dylan Morris has been prone to dump the ball down into those short areas of short zones. And, you know, do you have the linebackers that will cover that space and do the proper drops? You mentioned that alignment's been a problem, but tell me a little bit about the linebackers. Yeah, uh, another Memphis. Now, Memphis hit some short passes that turned into big plays because of uh, poor tackling uh, and a state kind of bemoaned the fact that uh, you don't get to tackle a whole lot in practice anymore. You're really limited on that. So that was an issue. Uh, the linebackers are kind of smallish, more athletic type. There's not really any, you know, large guys there. Uh, they, they run pretty good. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I think a lot of it's going to be, uh, I think the, the key to this team's pass defense, it will be the pass rush and having and, and being able to get pressure. I asked you on the offensive side of the ball, if it's third and eight, how comfortable you are. If Washington's got third and eight, how comfortable are you with the secondary? Well, I feel pretty good about it, obviously, because uh, you got two ends who are plus plus pass rushers. So uh, I think that gives a state a chance last year. They were horrible in pass defense, but I think a lot of it was the scheme and they only rushing three and nobody was a real quality pass rusher. So, so quarterbacks had an unlimited amount of time to find receivers. Uh, this year it's better. Uh, like I said, Memphis, uh, they hit a couple plays that, uh, that went long, but a couple of them were just outstanding catches. They had a receiver that uh, is a really, really great receiver that probably be playing on Sundays. Uh, they did a good job against UCA, which has two receivers that Jones thinks will be in the NFL. Uh, so we'll see. I think it uh, – I doubt if Washington wants to be in very many third and eights. And, and it's something that uh, – uh, that's a, as Jones is very mathematic, the thing talks about third and eight is a low percentage play. 
you know, for getting your first down. You said you make your first downs on first and second down, so you get in like third and manageable. But third and eight uh, is probably not something either one of these teams wants to, wants to be in. If Arkansas State is able to come up and upset Washington, you know, what would be the storyline? What will Arkansas State do that would uh, cause them to create that upset? I would think that if Arkansas State can run the ball and stop the run, I, I think they've got a chance. Uh, I don't know about throwing the ball, especially with the conditions that, you, uh, that you're talking about. Uh, they've been pretty good on special teams, and, and special teams are usually a, something that gives you a chance uh, in a game like this where you have an FCS as an, un, I mean, an FBS underdog against a Power Five. Uh, I really think uh, – I think if Arkansas State's able to run the ball, and I know uh, Washington has had some issues there, but uh, I think it greatly improves the chance of a, of a victory. As an Arkansas State fan, you know, coming into coming into Washington, what are the biggest concerns? You know, if, if Washington's able to do what will cause them to win? If Washington's able to control the line of scrimmage, if they, if they, can, if they can line up and just pound, pound, pound – uh, that would be a concern. Uh, I think the issue is uh, for Arkansas State is eliminating the explosive plays. Like they they gave up uh, way too many of them uh, against uh, against Michigan. Like uh, Jones pointed out, they had like five five yard passes that turned into explosive plays. That's something they got to they got to tackle better. But I think if Michigan can just line up and just and just run, run, run. I mean, excuse me, Washington. <laughs> and then that the, uh, it, it'll be a it, it could be a long day for the Red Wolves. Yeah, I think Michigan just ran off another eight yard play against Washington. <laughs> I think it just happened again. So. I think Memphis just broke another thirty one. So <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, beginning of the season, Washington was you know supposedly ranked you know around twentieth in the country. And you know, taking a look at the schedule, they thought you know most fans you know wrote. Montana in as a win. That didn't happen. Washington early line was a favorite to beat Michigan. That obviously didn't happen. And, you know, Arkansas State was one of those other games that, uh, you know, was penciled in as a win for Washington. But, boy, this game seems a lot tougher than a lot of people originally thought. You know, given what you thought at the beginning of this season and going into the game now, what's your comfort level with Arkansas State coming into University of Washington for this football game compared to where it was, you know, a month ago? Oh, well, there, there's no doubt if you're looking for a chance for Arkansas State to to win that, yeah, that you feel, if you're an Arkansas State fan, you feel more confident about that uh, because uh, – uh, you've had two. You're, you're Washington zero and two right now. Well, you figured at worst they were going to be one and one. You know, you go into Michigan, you don't really know what you're going to get out of Michigan. They haven't been exactly a model of consistency and dominant team like many people thought they might become. But but they're zero and two. The loss to anytime uh, FBS loses to an FCS is it's kind of an eye opener. Even though uh, Montana is not a bad FCS program. It's just the number of players and the resources. And, and usually in games like that, there's usually special teams and turnovers and things like that, that, uh, that make a difference. Uh, but my comfort level, um, if I'm an Arkansas state fan, I'd say it is, it's higher than what it was. Uh, I always tend to be a bit more cautious and, and don't get carried away on things like that. I, I still realize 
who Arkansas State is going to play. And for one thing, you've got and this isn't just a road trip. This is <laughs> this is a major road trip. I mean, that's a lot of miles between between Arkansas and the Pacific Northwest. Looking forward to the game again. It's a one fifteen kickoff at uh, Husky Stadium. We'll see what the weather turns out because. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. It was a couple of years ago. We had the thunder and lightning delay, you know, during the Cal game, we had a couple hour lightning delay, we, which meant we got out of the stadium about three o'clock in the morning, which was fun. So. Hey, we, we have, we have those quite often. Uh, <laughs> thunderstorms this time of year. They're, they're quite, we had a game with Memphis a few years ago that had a three hour delay before they finally uh, called it. And it just so happened that a couple of weeks down the road, they had a, both teams were open on the same week, so they just decided to play it on a Thursday. And but we did. We had a three-hour delay one night, and I kept thinking, every time you think you get ready to play, another thunder would go off or lightning would go off within the radius, and you'd have another thirty-minute delay. So, well, we are going to hope that doesn't happen on Saturday. So uh, it could be wild. But uh, hey, uh, you know, for those wanting to get more information on what's going on at Arkansas State, you know, State Nation on the 24-7 website and uh, Jeff will be all over that. Jeff, thanks for jumping on with us. Hey, I appreciate it. You guys have a have a great day and a great weekend.